pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. It's podcast time. Group on group of friends. We'll talk about baby Disneyland's and met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we're here talking about Adventure Time from episode one, season one, all the way to the glorious manifestation that it is in the end. Booyah. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, not not too much has happened between the last episode and this one. For I'm me. wearing socks right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just letting you know. I have to take them off. They're stressing me out. Oh, no. Do it. Y- you know how I feel about socks. Do you know how I feel about socks? Yeah, you don't normally wear them, I guess. No, I, I guess I never really paid attention to oh your sock God. wearing while we record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in general, I like to go free from the foot cages that socks are. My wife, the flower child. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, like, I don't know, like... Okay, so, like, I don't like, I love wearing sandals. If I could wear sandals all the time, I would. Like, every day, all day. Not, like, all day. Like, mm. when I'm in the house, I don't want to wear sandals. But when I leave the house, I do. Okay. Yeah. I could I could do sandals as long as they're, like, the strap-on kind. Strap-on I know, you sandals. need the Jesus sandals. Yeah, I can't do flip-flops. They're uncomfortable. I don't like the, I don't think, I don't like things slapping the bottom of my feet when I'm walking. It's just a little distracting. I don't know how that's comfortable for people. It's lovely. I love it. I love everything about it. I if I could have destroyed. like like tons and tons of flip-flops that are comfortable, not like those like $2 Old Navy ones. Those are junk. Ugh. But like nice flip-flops. <laughs> old Navy. You get like a, a little support, a little cuppage. Yeah, so yeah. It's nice. By the way, we're, our sponsor today is Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll be very They're happy like, then. We're not happy with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to have to cut you off. <laughs> snip, snip. Oh, man, all those free flip-flops. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Flip-flops. Oh, oh flip-flop heaven. Matthew. you. <laughs> Look at that. We were talking a joke from last episode into this one. Oh. Yeah, it's true. I love it. Man, we worked out today. We did. Yeah, we have a home gym. We have a home gym now. We've always wanted one, and now we have one. Yeah, I'm really excited. I even posted on Instagram about it. Yeah. I got to watch you with perfect form during every workout, and you're looking at me. And I got to watch you with imperfect form. Wiggling around. <laughs> like, like the wiggly worm like the you worm are. the worm man I am. <laughs> It's okay. I ran today. I ran. I'm you pretty did sure run. You did I'm, really pr- I'm really proud of you for running. I think that's phenomenal. I might 753 version of Amy is going to go running with you. Yeah. I'm hoping that's actually the version that will go running with you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this run tomorrow. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway, what else is going on, bruh? Oh, I'm... Very slowly working on. I'm developing my own indie game. Oh, that's cool. So it's Halloween night. All right. This is a 2D side scroll. Wait, wait. Do you want to give up your idea, though? Yes. You should have everybody listening to this sign an NDA. Oh, it's not original. It's just a Castlevania ripoff. (laughs) 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 Ooh, the lamp just went off. It's moody in here now. It's like a teenager's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Except it doesn't smell. Ugh, that's true. It does, it, no, this room smells all right. Yeah, it does. I work in here all the time, so it should yeah. smell good. And it does. If I worked in here as often as you do, it wouldn't smell as nice. Cheeto dust all over the keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Cheeto dust, we saw these this bag of Takis that were like blue whatever's yeah man it ain't natchy what what say that again it ain't natchy it ain't natchy yeah oh my i think that's an adventure timeline is it we heard a lot of adventure timelines that you say on the reg on the reg which i did not realize were in these two episodes we're talking about tonight matt was like these are great episodes and he's like wait i didn't know this was in here yeah i've seen both these episodes a bunch of times but sometimes there's like 
it's like the Simpsons where like there'll be like individual moments that like you, that mm-hmm. just stand out to you over time. Yeah. But you don't always remember which episode they're from because they just kind of come out randomly like baking pancakes. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful like time machine of awesome in these two episodes. It really was. Also, it was Taki's blue heat, like blue, blue steel. Blue steel. Magnum. Magnum. So, uh, yeah, it, something about like chips that are purely blue just... Or named colors. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know I these mean, chips are bad for you. Well, yeah. But, you know, like, blue heat is supposed to be really hot because blue is the color of, like... The, the hottest ho- heat. Well, I guess white is the hottest heat, right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Am sure. I making that up? Or does it go blue, then white? I don't know. I feel like we're digging ourselves in a hole like crazy <laughs> stairs here. <laughs> if anybody remembers that whole debacle. <laughs> <laughs> my crazy stairs. My crazy stairs. Oh, the fi- the, the oh. world-renowned painting, my crazy stairs. <laughs> I don't remember what season we said that in, but <laughs> I was I was really surprised I left that in. <laughs> I'm really happy you did. Like, That's still like, an ongoing joke for here? us. Like it seriously, it's the best. Oh. But yeah, those chips. So the thing is, you know chips are bad for you. But then when they're in an unnatural color, that's when you, like, the reality hits. Like, I shouldn't be eating this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I used to love this blue ice cream called Dinosaur Crunch. He did. He still loves that I ice do. cream. I do. I love that ice cream. But you can't get it, like, anywhere. And it's blue. Well, and you know it's bad for you when it makes your poop purple. <laughs> Wait, when I eat too many peas, turns my poop green, so does that mean peas are bad for me? I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> Down with peas. Um, more tacos in your life. Okay. Okay. Um, on that note, should we get on with the show? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. We're covering two episodes today. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Son of Mars and uh, Burning Low. Yeah. Yeah, should we get to it? Yeah, let's just jump right in. Jump with both feet and a cartwheel. Look at that, not doing a 12-minute intro this time. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sons of Mars has an IMDb rating of 8.2, overall number 93, directed by Larry Leachlater, Nate Cash, uh, written and storyboarded by Akko Castera and Jesse Mahoynihan. Yeah. Original air date, July 23rd, 2012. And doesn't have the recorded amount of viewers. Another one, huh? Mm-hmm. I think the next one does. Maybe. So. If you're lucky. We have two title cards for this yeah, one. There's two title cards. There's, there's like two alternate title cards. Two of them. One of them is. Hey, Matt, how many title cards are there for this? There's two title cards for oh this Oh, my one. God. So the first one is. Can you describe this first one? <clears throat> That's your job, but yes. Um, <laughs> so it is. What looks like um, uh, the Range Rover. That's right. Range Rover. <laughs> the, what is the Mars Rover? That's the, the one. The Mars Rover, yeah. The yeah. Mars Rover in front of a large rock that has a circular target kind of thing with a shape that looks like a mountain cut in half. And then a another thing. Oh, the, the platform. And then Jake is like carved into it in the middle with... The multi-head guy that kind of looks like Finn, but also is a multi-head guy. I don't know. And then the hand, a hand that is four-pronged, and then something else. Yeah, it's like, it's like a square. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's, it's the prophecy from the episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is really cool. Like, one of the shapes, it looks like candy corn cut in half, but it's Magic Man. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. But where's Abe Lincoln? I don't know. Uh, he's the guy. Look at that's like a sta- like a, a seat. Could oh, be. Oh, you're seat right. Yeah. With the yeah. I love this title card. Like you really got to dig into it to, like <clears throat> this image. It tells the whole story of the episode. It's awesome. It, I like it, it. It is. It's pretty neat. But you can tell that they changed it up for a different title card <laughs> because that was probably too much to take in over like the five seconds it showed on screen. And the other title card is. Man, this is like three episodes in a row. I'm having trouble describing one of these. Uh-huh. Keep trying. You got this. I believe in you. Oh, so it's a, it's it's Finn and a magic man disguised as Jake peering in through a wall at um a spacecraft that they're going to use to get to Mars. It's not a spacecraft. It's a portal. It's a stone-like portal. 
Yeah, they use. Okay, yeah, sure. <sighs> Omg. Okay, let's get to the synopsis. Let's do it. So the episode starts with magic. You know what, guys? Just Google. Just Google the title card. You'll feel better about life. Okay. So the episode starts with Magic Man taunting the stag. This is the stag from No One Can Hear You, the freaky deaky one. Oh, it is the same stag. It is, and I hate it. It brings back nightmares. Now I'm going to have nightmares of the stag (laughs) and the nun tonight. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, He says, hey, friend, don't be afraid. I'm a gypsy child like you, running wild and crazy. Love that line. And notices the star falling from the sky. He transforms the deer into a telescope to be able to see the star revealed to be his older brothers and sister, Grob, Gob, Glob, and Grod. Wait, so is one of those God? Right. Oh, my Glob. glob. Uh, We have met Glob now, and and now we've also met Gob, who... Who is also... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, like, over this episode and the next one, people keep saying, oh, my Gob, instead of, oh, my Glob, and... We meet Gob here. This hurts my brain. Yeah, me too. I feel stressed about this. As you should. I need to add a van. Grob, Gob, Glob, and Grod intend to capture the magic man. Activates a device that drains the magic man's magic juice in an attempt to slow him down. Okay, so when I first saw Magic Man in Freak City... Yeah. I was not nearly as impacted by him as I was in this episode. I could see that. Like, I just want to He's put that barely in that episode, too. Like, he's the driving force behind that one, but he's only in it for like two minutes. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. So, as Finn and Jake walk beside a train track, they're carrying a, uh, broken parts of a robot for unknown reasons. I really want to know what the story is behind that because totally. Th- like, it's implied that they fought this robot. Is it? Yeah, because it's like, Jake says, you know, like, with all of our battling, sometimes we forget to just, like, relax and oh, take I it all that in. Part. Because he's Jake's talking about how, like, they have a moment of silence there. And he's like, listen to that. He's like, just pure silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't really we don't really appreciate that enough. Yeah. Um, hmm. But I really want to know what the story was with this robot. Yeah. So, anyway, they're standing there. The magic man just slams into them, knocking them to the ground. And as Grob, Gob, Glob, and We should call them the Quad G's. The Quad G's. The Quad G's. As they close in, Magic Man turns Jake into a duplicate of himself and disguises himself as Jake. So the Quad G's confront Jake, disguised as Magic Man, and take him to Mars, thinking that he's their brother. Finn is enraged at Eminem for framing Jake and... (laughs) Yeah, M.M. Magic Man. Magic Man. That's totally a thing that we're doing recently. Or one of us will make like an acronym that's totally not obvious, and then we'll say like, oh, "It should be obvious." Dirt. <laughs> so Eminem for framing Jake and demands that he should go help him save Jake. Magic Man refuses to help him, explaining that his powers will remain in a drained state until Jake is executed on Mars. Finn attacks him, causing Eminem to change his mind and take Finn back to his house. Let's go to my house. Magic Man shows Finn around the trash of his house in order to find a way to reach Jake, though he tells Finn he will be unable to use it. Um, Can, can I just talk about his house right now? Yeah. O- OMG. Yeah, it's just a squalor. total wreck. It's squalor. Yeah, it is. It's awful. It's really funny. Magic is Man. Is it question mark? This is where you start to see Magic Man's slightly insane. A little bit. Yeah. He is not operating on all cylinders no he's like look at all this great stuff i have he's like i have poison ivy i have a squirrel and the it, it, it comes to the squirrel, dead, which is actually a dead, dead rat, rat. Yeah. yeah but then finn finds a picture uh of magic man with a woman and tosses it aside and he's like who's this and he's like oh nothing forget about it oh he doesn't see that he sings something that i'll bring up in my impression later yeah so i have to say the lines of magic man were pretty funny yeah like oh, what is it that he says i don't remember um so, so finn's like how long have you had this house? And he's like, yes, that is true. Yeah, it's really interesting how disconnected from reality he is. Yeah, it's almost like Simon. Yeah, uh, worse than Simon, I would submit. <laughs> yeah. like so- Because, like, Simon, like, he's vulnerable with the boys. Yes, he is. But Magic Man has his walls super high. Ice King isn't always intentionally the villain. Magic Man seems to relish being a villain. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. And also some of the stuff he does is bazonkers. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I don't like it. So a magic man uh, then takes Finn downstairs to find a Martian transporter. And to get in there, he like distorts his arm and like breaks it apart to open up this. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like the Conjuring 3 when like. All the kid with all the. Yeah, yeah, it's so gross. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So despite Magic Man's claims of the transporter's inoperable status, Finn thinks of Jake and then is teleported to Mars. It's kind of like the magic of love. So just outside of Martian City. And uh, Finn attempts to get into the dome where Jake, mistaken for Magic Man, is being accused of Magic Man's crimes against Mars. And there's this whole trial held for Magic Man set to like this amazing projector presentation. That projector was like, took me back to third grade in Mr. Jones's class. Yeah. Like they even had like the spray bottle to like wipe it clean. Mm-hmm. I love that detail. So good. So the King of Mars. Adventure Time. Hold on. Oh, Adventure sorry. Time. Thank you. Yes. That was a lovely detail that I will forever hold in my heart. I love all the callbacks to 90s technology. Totally. It's the best. Regular so like, show does that a lot too. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. Regular show, I think, is known for that. Like, that show is all huh. about 90s and 80s technology. Maybe I'll have to give that a try. It's a great show. Yeah. I mean, I like what I've seen. I just haven't sat down like Adventure Time. Yeah. I'm surprised to myself for not having finished regular show up, Jeez, up to this Matt. Point. Gosh. Get your life together. I know. The King of Mars, also known as Abraham Lincoln. Why is he the king of Mars? I don't know. And why, and why does his voice sound like this? I don't want to talk about it. It makes me angry. <laughs> it like pokes fun unnecessarily. And I don't understand but it. But he's also a great guy. It this. stresses me out. He does. And and that. The, okay. So his character. Why? But then. <laughs> so funny. But definitely redeems himself for sure. So anyway, King of Mars, played by Abraham Lincoln, uh, gives him, uh, him meaning Jake, who is magic, like turned in, transfigured to magic man, uh, gives him two choices of death, one by total annihilation and the other by being turned into space dust, but is interrupted by Finn, who attacks the quad G's. I forgot the name we're calling them. Finn's attack causes the four G's to drop their wand on top of Jake, killing him. Finn is shocked at what happens and criticizes Lincoln for not listening to Jake. Lincoln feels guilty, so he takes, uh, he goes down and confronts death and is carrying uh, the dead Jake in his bot in his in his arms. He offers him a penny for Jake's soul, but death chuckles and rejects the penny. Yeah, so Lincoln is forced to sacrifice his own immortality to save Jake. And after Jake is resurrected, Finn asks if they should go to get Magic Man. But the four G's tell him not to do so, as he had lost a friend and cannot lose their brother. So Finn and Jake teleport back to Earth and attack Magic Man. He, like, flies in and punches Magic Man in the face. And, like, a flame of, like, purple power. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Flame fist. So Finn then notices the tiny manticore in a bottle calling him a coward, which, by the way, earlier in the episode when they are first walking through the house, he sees this little tiny manticore in a bottle, and it's like, help me, you coward. So he calls him a coward again here. So Finn breaks the bottle and sets the manticore free. The manticore flies off and scoffs Finn's help, but begins a wholehearted monologue once he is farther away. He says, quote, I am the true coward, hiding from sincere expressions like a vampire and the nude who hides from the light. Thank you, brave hero. I was freed from bottle jail, but my new prisoner is shame. My new prison is shame. Close quote. It. His shouting causes Finn to ask, what is he saying? To which Jake replies, He said his new prison is shame. <laughs> and that's where the episode is. I, that last line is my favorite part of this whole episode. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's just so funny. It's like, you know, because like this whole monologue is happening. He's so far away at that point that uh, Finn can't hear him. And then Jake's like, oh, this is what he said. And then it ends there. That's so funny. It's it's like weirdly realistic. It's so crazy. Like this episode is a callback to like first season, second season. Absolutely. Kind of I think that's why I love this episode. This this is just such a rando episode and I <laughs> You're saying it's like a grab bag or something yes, like that. Like, yes, into one yes. It's like it's like they had a bunch of things on the cutting room floor. They scooped them up and threw them in an episode. Yeah. I love it. It calls back to seasons one and two, absolutely. So, like, at one point, I remember that Abraham Lincoln 
was so upsetting. I had to like close my eyes and almost like plug my ears. <laughs> I didn't like it. Your guys will be thrown to the infinite cosmos. Stop it! This voice cracks me up. It just, it's just so awful. Okay, so for my new job, um, we were given this like questionnaire, and one of the things asked, like, who would you want to have coffee with? And I picked Abraham Lincoln. The twist is it would be Abraham Lincoln from this episode. I would quit my job. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. I think the thing I love about Magic Man is how unpredictable he is. Like, just the things he says and how he says them, the ways he, like, moves, he's always, like, catapulting himself around. Mm-hmm. I think Magic Man is a really carefully crafted character. Mm-hmm. Um, he is witty, and he's like the Mad Hatter. Yeah. He is the Mad Hatter of Adventure Time. I can totally see that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I love the world building in this episode. You know, it's bonkers, and, like, all the Mars stuff. But, like, you know, when Finn's catapulting out of, ooh, you could see the shape of the planet and, like, the hole in it. And there's, like, all these donuts floating around in space. Mm -hmm. Donut asteroids. Yeah. It's crazy. So, Matt. Yeah. Was there anything you didn't like in this episode? No, I really enjoy this one. It's really funny. I could see this episode being too maybe obnoxious for some people. Mm -hmm. But for me, this is great. I love this one a lot. You know, as much as I'm complaining about Abraham Lincoln and and whatever, like, I do think, I think that would be my only reservation, like, the voice. And I get why they did it, and it's supposed to be funny and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think, yes, I I like this episode a lot. I think it's very clever in the way they do it, regardless of those, like, little tidbits, if you will. Matt? Yeah. Where was the snail? So the snail in this one was in the top left corner in Magic Man's house when Finn and Jake crash in at the end. It's not too often that you get the snail that close to the end of an episode. It's like they almost forget to put him in or something. Oh no, <laughs> we gotta get the snail in. Snail Watch 2021. Snail Watch 2021. So when I was listening to the episode, last episode, we forgot to do that at the first, ep- first episode. We t- okay, we did. I thought we did. I was, when we were listening to it together in the car, I was like, wait a minute. Did we forget to do the snail watch we did. thing in the first we one? We did. I just Whoops. wanted to throw that out there. Thank you for, uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. I was going to say, there's no filthiness in this episode, but we have a correction from last time for Card Wars. Yeah, we dropped the ball. We did. Um, with Philface, apparently one of the faces that Finn makes when taunting Jake when playing Card Wars um, would classify as a Philface. So I wanted to throw that out there. It's not like the classic Philface that we are accustomed to so i think that's why we missed it yeah it's Um, close but i just wanted to let you know that we are imperfect humans and you know what matt i'm okay with that and you know what we recorded that episode five times we did (laughs) i think we did all right considering a hundred percent all right matt what was your favorite line my favorite line was flowing through me like moonlight through the ghost dance oh that was sweet yep magic (laughs) man what's yours so i have two um, so this is a finism. You suck a butt. Suck you butt. You su- shut up. No, Why are I'm you laughing, laughing at, at me? I'm laughing the word suck you butt. Sure. You suck you butt. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, how long have you had this house? Yes, that is true. <laughs> yes, that is true. So good. <laughs> What's your impression of a character? All right. So this is Magic Man. Dream on, honey. You can't catch this. I love it. Yeah, thanks. My impression is also Magic Man. Memories drift in and out of my mind, and the little people get left behind. So whatever. I love that. Thank you. Good also, job, I have Matt. a second impression. Oh. Tiny Manticore. My new prison is shame. <laughs> so good. So good. Thank you. We got some trivia. We got some trivia down in here. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. This is Abraham Lincoln's first time on the show to be seen talking since the original animated short. He was also, on that short, the King of Mars. Yeah. In the promo for this episode, it says, new episodes. Okay. Weird. That was random. <laughs> the penny Lincoln offers to death has dirt on it, covering the G and O of the word God. In the last two numbers of the year, the penny was made. The corner of what looks like to be a one is seen poking out of the smudge of dirt. The penny has a D on it, 
uh, just below the date indicating that it was minted in Denver, Colorado. It was minted somewhere sometime between 2000 and 2099 as the last two numbers are covered by dirt. Huh. Yeah. Death's rejection of the penny implies that Lincoln has made a deal with him before. Yeah, hmm. I always... yeah that's, that's the impression I got. Yeah. Magic Man is shown to have uh, been in a relationship that ended somehow. The promo art shows that his partner died by a fall from a cliff. Okay. According to Lincoln and Magic Man, her name was Margles. Margles. Is that how you say it? Margles? Margles. Margles, okay. When Abraham Lincoln is talking to Jake, who thinks that he is Magic Man, he says, I remember when you were really cool before that night you spent on Olympus Mons with Margles. At the end of the episode, while Finn and Jake are flying back to Earth, Magic Man is seen looking at the picture of the woman saying, Oh, Margles. This means that the woman Magic Man was in a relationship was named Margles, and her death was caused by him to become uncool. Mm. So this is the first episode which features a character that physically leaves the land of Ooh. Hmm. Wow. This is the only produced episode to have been written by Doug Ten Nepal. He had previously storyboarded the early episode The Gloriers, which was scrapped early during production of the first season. Boo. So originally Ghost Princess was set to appear in this episode, but was written out of the storyboard according to Jesse Moynihan. The dome on Mars has Mars's astrological symbol written all over it. When Lincoln turns into a statue, the symbols that were on it disappear. Huh. So the scene where uh, the four Gs enter the land of Ooze atmosphere is reminiscent of the first page of Forming, a comic made by Jesse Moynihan. Hmm. Cool. Finn blamed Jake's death on the King of Mars, even though it was technically his fault. That is exactly what I thought. Yeah. And the King of Mars agreed that he made a mistake. So Abe Lincoln mentions Olympus Mons, Latin for Mount Olympus, which is the largest volcano in the solar system and is located on Mars. Huh. When Finn is being transported to Mars, when he looks behind him, the viewer can see Earth with a big hole or crater on the right side. This could be the cause of the mushroom war or the meteor that very possibly hit Earth. Meteor hurtling towards Earth can be seen in the episode I Remember You Mm -hmm. when the Ice King is in the past room. There's a picture of this in a cardboard box towards the bottom left side of the room when the Ice King enters the room and the memorabilia he has, though he does not remember any of it. Yeah. Wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah, I remember you is coming up in just a few episodes. Mm. So it is revealed in this episode that Magic Man has been sent to Earth, had been sent to Earth 200 years prior for his crimes on Mars. And some of the stuff he did on Mars was bazonkers. Yeah, everybody was like, their hair all fell out. Yeah, he turned the water into hair and it became so thirsty that they drank it and then their hair fell out. Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) That is glubbed up. Yep. Magic Man returns to cause more chaos in this episode for the first time since his debut in Freak City. Yeah, I'm glad that they brought him back. So the character Death returns in this episode for the first time since his debut in Death in Bloom. Um, The stag returns in this episode in a brief scene for the first time since his debut in No One Can Hear You, even though it seemed that Jake had killed it and they flushed it down the sewers. Therefore, it could just be another stag, but... Yeah, but it's designed to look just like the other one. Mm Mm-hmm. So the food traveling in space is an allusion to Too Young and the prologue of the other tarts, specifically to the galaxy of flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an interesting one because they didn't really go into this. But when Jake dies, the four Gs say that Jake was prophesied to meet them. This could be reference to Jake's croak dream with the banana man in space that was the plot of the New Frontier. That was another good episode. Mm-hmm, with, um, what's his name? Weird Al Yankovic. Yep, that's yeah. the one. So when Abraham Lincoln offers for Jake to have his consciousness spread throughout the universe, Jake showed that he was happy with this option, just as Jake told Finn that he was fine with a similar fate. And the new frontier. Hmm. There's a lot of callbacks in this one. Totally. Magic Man sings a short song while in Jake's room with the line, and the little people get left behind. In all the little people, Magic Man left a set of tiny people with Finn. Wow. That's crazy. Ooh, that's uh, next season, I think. Uh-huh. Tiny Manicore makes a reappearance, and you forget your floaties. Normal Man and be spoken for. That's yes, crazy. Yes, he does, and he's equally hilarious. Okay, so we found some cultural references. I know this is a lot of trivia, but I found it and I thought it was really all cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When Abraham Lincoln sacrifices his immortality to death as a price for Jake's life, a gunshot can be heard. 
And this is a reference to the actual death of Lincoln by his assassin, John Wilkes Booth. Oof. All right. So apparently the original storyboard itself featured death transporting Lincoln back to Ford's theater in order to take away that immortality. Yikes. I'm glad they left that out. A hundred percent. That would have been in foretaste. Mm-hmm. So coin offering is similar to how the dead were transported through the Styx River in the underworld in Greek mythology. Uh, yeah, never mind. That After- reminds me of the fairy man in The Conjuring. <laughs> I feel like we bring that up the Conjuring movies in every episode. Matthew, you know that's my number two nightmare. <laughs> He's a great villain. Oh my gosh. Done. Okay. You're welcome. After Abraham Lincoln is gone, where he is sitting, turned into a statue that resembles Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., the color animated perspective behind Lincoln's head is a reference to similar shots in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes, it is. The trial of Magic Man on Mars is similar to the trial of General Zod, Ursa, and Nan by Jor-El at the start of the 1978 film Superman, or also in Man of Steel, including the opening of a dome into space for the prisoner to take their fate, much like the three prisoners' exile to the Phantom Zone. Oh my gosh, that was so much trivia, but it was all so cool. It was. That was some good trivia. That was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. You want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name, Sons of Mars? Yes, I would. Finn and Jake are invited to a party. At the party, Magic Man crashes the party, stealing the music of the party. (laughs) It's a lot of party. So Finn and Jake, upset that the groove is gone, go after Magic Man to retrieve the music to get their groove on. So just the fact that it's been so long since a Magic Man episode, and you guessed Magic Man was going to be in this episode. I know. Is that crazy? He does kind of crash their party. (laughs) I'm giving that an A as far as how close it is. Yes! That's awesome. Thank you. Creativity. That also sounds really fun. It reminds me again of like a season one or two episode. Uh-huh. So that's another reason it's, it's, I'm giving it, it's A's, A's all around. Nice. Double A's. Woo. Nice. And you want to predict what the next episode's about based on its name? Yeah. Burning Low. Finn and Fame, fr- blah, 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 Frame. blah. <laughs> Finn and Flame Princess are chilling together. Flame Princess is super sad and is seeking comfort. Finn not knowing how to be supportive, says the wrong thing, setting her off and causing them to need space. Ooh, that mm-hmm. sounds sad. Like burning low, like the temperature's low. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Because we're going to find out in like a minute. Yeah. But first, I want to do something here. Okay. So, thought I'd do a little cross-promotion with another uh, podcast who also deals with nostalgic shows. I guess I guess Adventure Time's nostalgic now, right? How, how old does the show have to be over for it to be nostalgic? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. So there's maybe two podcasts that I have to download and listen to on the day of release. Like, even if I'm in the middle of another episode, I'm like, nope, new episode's out, I gotta listen to it. And this is one of those shows, and I'm really psyched because they decided they were gonna do a little cross-promotion with us, so I'm gonna play an ad for their show real quick. And they're going to play an ad for our show on theirs. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. They already covered every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is one of my favorite childhood shows. And now they're working on Goosebumps. So I'll play it right here. Hey there, everybody. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And this is the Up All Night Horror Anthology Podcast, where we cover every horror anthology show that we can get our hands on. We've already reviewed all of Are You Afraid of the Dark. We've set our sights on Goosebumps next. Do you love to laugh at amazing 90s Canadian horror shows? And we've got the perfect podcast for you. So join us every Tuesday for new episodes to keep you up all night. Awesome. All right, and we're back. We're going to cover the second episode, Burning Low. Has an IMDb rating of 8.5, overall number 94, directed by Larry Leachlider and Adam Muto, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Rebecca Sugar. I love her. Original air date, July 30th, 2012, with 3.5 million U.S. viewers. Holy cow. We went from not seeing how many viewers for a long time to jumping up to like an extra million. I know. It's crazy. And the title card for this one shows PB, Princess Bubblegum. Sitting over her desk looking at a book with pictures of Finn in it. And it looks like she's crying mm-hmm. with uh, candlelights around her. In her room. In her room. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. The episode starts with Finn finishing a building, which is uh, Flame Princess's house, which she loves. 
a small fire spreads to Finn's feet, which he says doesn't hurt as much as it used to. (laughs) Then the fire accidentally spreads to the rest of his leg, and Finn screams and runs in a panic towards a nearby lake. Flame Princess and Jake then rush to the side of a cliff and look at the water to see if Finn's all right. After doing some tricks that Flame Princess and Jake think are funny, Jake pulls him back onto land. Yeah, what does he do? He does the one where he, like, spits water through his teeth. It's so cute. And his teeth, and it looks, oh, it's so He's big. He's got, like, three and teeth on the top and bottom. I love it. It's yeah. so great. And then he, like, farts underwater or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. Anyway. So Flame Princess thanks Finn for building her new home. Finn and FP, Flame Princess, decide to hug, but they're interrupted by Jake, who knows that Finn would be burned by her. So Jake wraps Finn in tinfoil, and he looks like a burrito. It's like so his, cute. He's peeping out of it. I love it. And when he's finished, Finn and Flame Princess hug, and Jake smiles oddly. They uh, let go after a while, and Finn and Jake walk away into the forest, saying goodbye to her. Jake thinks Finn's date with Flame Princess went pretty well. But Finn does not know if the hug was okay and asks Jake for tips, which is like total whatever. Jake's advice is to let things take their natural path, which I do think is good advice, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And he explains some junk about dating. He creates 15 tears, which are a set on stairs he made on his arm with stretchy powers. Yeah. And then then explains that Finn is at... Tier one, which is hugging, but pretty soon you'll be at tier two, which is smooching. Ooh. So Jake then explains that about tier five and eight, using references that would apply only to Lady Reunicorn, such as touching her horn for the very first time. Oh my god. And also saying that it is very special when they reach tier five. Jake says it is discovering all 15 feet of her long, beautiful stomach. Oh my gosh. When Finn points out tier 15, Jake tells him to stay away from that. Do not do tier 15. And then he tells Finn that he needs a shower because he stinks. The two arrive at the tree fort and see Princess Bubblegum, who broke in to collect taxes. Uh, <laughs> bad. Yep. Finn then tells PB, don't inhale, when he goes up a ladder to take a shower. Jake then reveals in an outburst to PB that uh, he's hanging out with Flame Princess. Princess Bubblegum is distraught by this, quickly runs off and flies away. On Morrow, on the Morrow, forgetting the taxes. The Morrow is a bird. So Jake is confused, but it's interrupted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's from another episode. I know it is. So Jake is confused, but it's interrupted by a video chat with President Porpoise. On Bimo's monitor. Next, we see Princess Bubblegum kick open the door to her room and run to flop on her bed. Then she pulls out her diary and writes Finn plus love. Plus Flame Princess, she whispers to herself in a worried tone, Oh, Glob, I thought I'd be ready for this. <laughs> it, yeah. Is that Magic Man's sibling? Oh, Glob. Uh, the next day, as Finn is going to leave to hang out with Flame Princess, he is stopped uh, when Princess Bubblegum is standing in the doorway, causing Finn to shriek, <laughs> shriek in surprise. Ah! I love his shriek. It's so <laughs> funny. He does it twice in this episode, and it made me happy both times. Yep. She then attempts to explain to the duo why Finn cannot see Flame Princess, but in the process, Finn leaves and Jake falls asleep and starts to dream that he is president. Yep. So PB wakes Jake up, requesting that he tell Finn why he cannot be with Flame Princess, but he was not listening to her at all and thinks that she's just jealous of Finn and uh, Flame Princess. So later, Finn returns from his date with FP and walks up to Jake, who is playing video games, and it sounds like he's playing Parappa the Rapper, if you remember that game from the 90s. It's like, kick, punch, it's all in the mind. So Finn tells Jake that his date went great and asks what Princess Bubblegum was talking to him about. Jake says that she does not want him to see Flame Princess anymore because she is crazy jealous of Flame Princess, which makes Finn frown. Jake then asks if Finn got to tier two and he tells Jake that he got like five hugs, but Jake says that doesn't count and that he has still not accomplished tier two. Finn laughs and blushes and said, well, still at tier one, which is fine, guys. Yeah. That's fine. Jake then tells Finn the best way to get to tier two is with a sappy poem. <laughs> so then we see the two in the room and Jake suggests that Finn writes her writes about her spectrum in the poem, to which Finn replies, ew. And <laughs> Finn thinks out loud about what to say, saying things like, she's bright, she's beautiful, and winds up talking about his feelings about her. Talking about his feelings, but I said about twice in one sentence. That's just bad grammar. So he says that uh, she makes me feel so confused, like something's filling up my chest and I can't breathe. Is it because she's so dangerous? Glob, Jake, I can't stand it. 
But then Finn notices that Jake is asleep again. They say glob and gob so much in these two episodes. They totally do. The sun rises as Finn looks at Jake sleeping, and Finn later goes to a hill at at sunrise trying to gain inspiration for the poem, which uh, succeeds when the sun comes up. Finn whispers, inspiration, and starts writing. Then PB shows up and says, Finn! And Finn again shrieks with surprise. Princess Bubblegum asks if Jane, uh, Jane, <laughs> who's that? If, J- <laughs> if Jake explained why he cannot see Flame Princess anymore, Finn gets a bit annoyed at her and tells her he understands. So PB then says, Finn, sometimes you want someone and you want to kiss them and be with them, but you can't because responsibility demands sacrifice. So Finn blushing yells, what are you trying to say? So PB tells him, I'm trying to say that you're a hero, Finn. You're my hero. So I'm glad that you understand why you cannot be with Flame Princess. Finn, finally setting boundaries with PB, clearly enraged, stands up and he shouts, Bubblegum, I can't do this anymore. PB simply replies, what? Finn, very upset, replies, now you like me? PB asks what he's talking about, and Finn finally blurts out that what, that he was in love with her, but she didn't love him back. Yeah, I've been waiting this whole series for him to say that. No kidding. So he assumes that PB is trying to get him to fall in love with her again, uh, to which he claims that he's ready to move on and thinks that she's going to like build him up all over again. So Finn tells her that he's done and leaves. A clearly confused PB picks up one of the scraps of paper Finn wrote on and opens it up with, and whispers quietly, Oh no. We come to Jake who is cooking breakfast, singing... Bacon pancakes! Which I had no idea was in this episode. I know, right? Matt, you want to grant us some baking pancakes? Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Make some bacon and I put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes! I love it. Uh, When Princess Bubblegum appears again and asks Jake if Finn is with Flame Princess, Jake says to back off and... (laughs) <laughs> and that that's his man's biz. <laughs> his P-biz. His P-biz. When she continues to pry at the subject and wave the crumpled poem scrap in his face, Jake reiterates by yelling at her. Jake says in an outbre- outburst, You heartless monster, don't you have any idea how much he's cried over you? Finn deserves to be happy, even if his bloopin' face gets burnt off. You should be ashamed. Now he throws a box of pancake mix at her and screams, you're sick. Yeah, he throws a box at Princess Bubblegum. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, this this is... uh, This is straight up drama. This is like Grey's Anatomy, yo. This is some straight up drama. So this is like two episodes pretty close together where Jake is like, no PB, I'm not going to do that. Uh, That's the other one so was, uh, interesting, Princess, the Princess Cookie. Cookie episode. Yeah, 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 huh. yeah. They're pushing back. Good job, Jake. Probably doesn't help that she broke into their house and took their money earlier. No kidding. <laughs> so Princess Bubblegum screams in turn that this isn't about some petty love triangle, and that Flame Princess's elemental matrix cannot handle extreme romance. If Finn kisses her, Flame Princess will literally burn through the Earth's crust to the core, and will be thrown around by gravity, destroying. The- oh, this is the plot of a Godzilla movie. I like. Oh. Um, destroying the planet from the inside. So this is the most disturbing part of this episode. And it's like super glossed over and not even brought up again. Yeah. Princess Bubblegum then says that's why she had the Flame King lock her, meaning princess or flame princess, inside the lantern to to contain her. Yeah. Isn't that bonkers? That's nuts. Because like when you first met Flame Princess, you just assumed her dad kept her there because he's evil. Mm hmm. But you realize it was... Princess Bubblegum that ordered her to be locked away. And also, he's a king in another kingdom. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, I, I've got some questions there. Hmm. So PB asks a dumbfounded Jake if he will take her to them, and Jake wordlessly turns off the stove he was frying bacon on, grabs PB with, a big, with big hands, puts her on his stretched head, smashes through the tree fort wall, and sprint towards Flame Princess's house. He, like, house. extends the size of his head to break the wall. Mm-hmm. So they rush over to Flame Princess's new home, where Finn is reciting his poem to her, but midway through, it gets burned to ashes. So Finn and Flame Princess laugh, and they move closer, and PB gasps, No, but it's too late. So Finn and FP kiss, causing Flame Princess to burn very brightly, explode, and start burning a hole through the Earth's crust. Finn, who appears to have been injured due to the kiss because his lips and part of his face are burned, groans and crawls over the hole, only to grab hold of one of Jake's arms, ties it around himself, and jumps into the hole after Flame Princess. 
Jake struggles with the weight and falls onto the hole, sealing it shut. Finn lands on the core next to Flame Princess and exclaims her name. Yeah, so Jake struggles to get up saying that it's hot, but uh, Princess Bellgum stops him. She says that if Jake deprives Flame Princess of oxygen for 24.8 seconds, she'll be put out or go out, you know, causing the reaction process to cease. So Jake gasps, what about Finn? So Finn reaches Flame Princess and sees that she has passed out and turned to a very light shade of blue. So Finn, struggling to breathe, says that he needs her to be okay. That's so pretty. It is. It's, yeah, I love it. He applies artificial respiration, which revives and stabilizes her, though it causes Finn to pass out from lack of oxygen. Jake pulls the two up. Finn awakens, coughing, and asks Flame Princess if she's okay, to which she replies she's okay. Princess Bubblegum crawls out from under Jake and looks at the two and says, she's stabilized. We're safe for now. Finn then kisses a rock and holds it out to Flame Princess, who also kisses the rock, and it smokes a little bit to symbolize them kissing. So the two walk off, and as this happens, uh, Princess Bubblegum sighs sadly and whispers, Oh, Finn. So a coughing noise causes her to turn around and see Jake staring at her with a Grinch-like smile, and he's like, and she's like, what? And he's like, jealous. Then she ends the episode by saying, shut up. <laughs> Do you think she's jealous? I don't know. I, it's so unclear. Because it seems like at the beginning, it, it's, it's, it feels like they're trying to make you think that she's jealous. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that, oh, no, she's not jealous because uh, she just wants what's best for the kingdom, as usual. Well, but now but it seems like she is jealous. Totally. And she does call him her hero. Yeah. That, mm, I think there's feelings there. That feels like hot and cold. I mean, Baloo Balooby, when she was a 13-year-old, he made her feel all Baloo Balooby. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, maybe those she's... feelings don't just go away. Yeah, she's got some feelings for Finn. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, what are your first thoughts on this one? There's so much. There's so much to this episode. It's such a, like a forbidden love episode, yeah. and I feel sad for Finn, but also happy because they're making it work. Yeah, it's like there there have been past uh, Finn and Flame Princess episodes where it's like, ah, oh, that looks like a tough relationship, but they're making it work. And this is where you're seeing, oh, this is kind of doomed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> this Jinx. is a sad one. Yeah. But it's got bacon pancakes. It does have bacon pancakes. Interesting that that's what they, this is the episode that they decided to put bacon pancakes in. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> they were like, this is getting too heavy. We need a quick song. Yep. And it would be <laughs> one of the most popular songs in the entire series. Yeah. Going into this one, so I thought that this was a different Flame Princess episode than it oh, was. Oh, yeah? And when we, when we went in, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one with, the uh, you know, is PB jealous or not? And I remember thinking, like, oh, it's not one of my favorites. But after watching it, I'm like, oh, this is a great episode. It totally is. It's a it's a really full and complete story. Yeah. And it, again, adds to the world building, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes me happy that Finn has found someone that makes him happy. And it's not like this will they, won't they thing. Yeah, exactly. I think um, having her in his life has helped him get over his uh, his doomed love for Princess Bubblegum. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly mm. my thought. Also, uh, the background animations in this episode are beautiful. Yeah, this they is are. a gorgeously animated episode. It really is. It's pretty cool. Yep. yep. I like it a lot. So, Matt, mm-hmm. where was the snail? The snail on this one was up on the doorframe of PB's castle when she first storms in. Yeah. Uh, she, like, kicks the door open. Yeah. And it's like, he's just hanging up. Man. Right there. You know it's a good episode when time flies by when you're watching it? Like, I did not want this one to end at all. Yeah. I was so invested. Yeah. This episode hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, you know? It's a, it's a heartbreaker. It this, totally is. Um, I would say more so even than uh, the Princess Cookie episode. Because, you know, that one was also very goofy. Mm-hmm. This one... This one kind of, uh, it went there, and, like, it actually brought the drama. Like, it totally Like, serious did. drama. Yeah. Like, with Finn uh, explaining his feelings to, or expressing his feelings to PB. I was like, that's some, uh... It's ooh. that, and he also was willing to sacrifice his love, or his life, to save Flame Princess. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally just jumped down this massive hole into the middle of the earth, and then gave her the last of his oxygen. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> there have only been a couple of times up to this point in the show where you get scenes as serious as some of the ones in this one mm-hmm. uh, without without it being like undercut by humor either right like, there's just like full scenes of wow this is uh it this was is heavy. what i'm used to from the show yeah and what was your favorite line my favorite line was inspiratio <laughs> <laughs> what's yours you gotta respect his peebiz peebiz that was jake do you have an impression of a character i almost forgot to write one until the last second 
All right, this is my impression. Ready? I just kissed a rock. Oh, there you go. Yep. My impression is jealous. It's <laughs> Jake, the Princess Bubblegum at the end. Oh, my. Um, I Like the whole episode, I, was, I wasn't thinking of impressions to do because I was just super like sucked into what was happening. Okay, me too. Like I was like, uh, I, I, I really, yeah. I came up with that on the fly. I'm not gonna lie. Also, there's no side characters in this one. Like there aren't. All. No, you're right. Most of the dialogue comes from the main cast, and I'm terrible at impressions of everybody in the main uh-huh. cast. Yeah, no, totally cool. And then also, like, I agree with you. Like, this episode was so engaging, and I just was caught up in it. And it, mm-hmm. ugh. guys, you need to watch this episode. For sure. I did not think it was going to be the case going into this one, mm-hmm. but at the end of the season, when we do like our rankings of like. Least favorite to favorite episode of a season. This is easily, I think, a top 10. Yeah, I could see that. All right, Matt. Yeah. We got some trivia. Oh, let's do it. So when Jake was drawing in the mud at the beginning of the episode, he was drawing Lady Rainicorn. Yes, he was. It was super cute. Oh, we got a cat, a very loud cat outside. Yeah, the dude. Door. Like, Sorry about that. Stressed out about that. <laughs> So the foil Jake uses to wrap Finn before hugging Flame Princess is called foiled again. Oh, that's good. Love it. Um, when Jake explains the tears to Finn, he's talking about the things that would only apply to his, his and Lady Rainicorn's relationship. Yeah. So when Flame Prince, uh, when sorry, Princess Bubblegum is explaining to Jake why Finn cannot see Flame Princess, her hollow screen contains a digital temperature reading of uh, fifty-three degrees. Also, Y equals MX plus B d- plus C. Where Y equals MX plus B. It's a what? formula for a line of a Cartesian coordinate plane. I'm, I'm, I've. Are you bored? I have totally just. Okay, the box from that. which Jake is cooking from holds enough pancake mix for a 200 foot tower of pancakes. Sounds great. Princess Bubblegum's diary includes Finn plus Love plus Flame Princess. A formula containing the traditional Chinese and Japanese character for romantic love and the symbol for infinity. A formula contains the information. Oh, all right. Finn's girly scream was first heard in this episode twice, and there's a whole bunch of other ones that is in as well. Yep, one of them, uh, I believe, is <gasps> apparently in the last one that's come along with me. Wow, really? It's yeah. in there. Cool. Yeah. So this episode had over 3.5 million viewers, making it the highest-rated episode of the series to date, breaking the record set by Fiona and Cake. I like that episode. Yeah, it's a great one. Give me more. Oh, it's coming. When this episode, along with Trouble in Lumpy Space, aired on April 1st, 2017, the characters had googly eyes throughout the episode, as well as the title card, which was part of Cartoon Network's April Fool's joke that year. So the instability of Flame Princess... Oh, what? Okay. (laughs) The instability of Flame Princess's elemental matrix and the result of the extreme romance... Being her burning through the Earth's crust and igniting the Earth's core is a possible reference to the film Godzilla vs. Destroya, where Godzilla Godzilla's internal nuclear power becomes unstable and threatens to cause him to melt through the Earth's crust and ignite the Earth's core. The first time I saw that movie, I cried for like a solid 20 minutes at the end. You did not. <laughs> that movie is amazing. Uh, Godzilla vs. Destroya. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I love Godzilla Huge movies. Godzilla fan. Um, that movie, that movie is amazing. I love it so much. Aww. And it is so sad. Aww. Just like this episode. Uh, so, Godzilla versus Destroya. I say Destroya and not Destroyer because it's literally spelled Destoroya. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. The title card is reversal of the title card for Incendium. Finn was crying over photos of Princess Bubblegum and Incendium, while now it is reversed with Princess Bubblegum crying over photos of Finn. Hmm. A clip from this episode is also seen in the 2014 movie, And So It Goes. Hmm. So, uh, do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name? Yes. Burning Low. Yes. Finn and Flame Princess are chilling together. Flame Princess is super sad and is seeking comfort. Finn, not knowing how to be supportive, says the wrong thing, setting her off and causing them to need space. Okay, so this is a uh, fan. Uh, Finn and Flame Princess episode. So you're right there. Pretty much anything that has anything to do with fire, I think it's a Flame Princess episode. Sounds about, yeah. Seems pretty fair. So she's not super sad, though. She's actually pretty happy this episode. Well, Yeah, she's in love. She does see comfort in the end. Yeah. Uh, as far as how close it was, I'll still give it like a, a B. Okay. And as far as creativity William. goes, I like it a lot. It's getting an A. Woohoo! A plus plus. Yay! A plus plus! Yeah. Dog. 
And would you like to predict what the next episode's about based on its name? Yes, of course I would. Which is Bimo Noir. Oh, good. <laughs> In this whodunit, Bimo tries to solve the mystery of the treehouse. They find that Jake's candy elephant is missing and Bimo takes it upon themselves to find out who is the culprit. Booyah. Yep. 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 I feel like that's another one that's going to be close no matter what just because of the name. All right. Guess what? What? Matt doesn't know this, but we're starting a new segment. We are? Yes. Oh, good. It's called <laughs> Stump the Chump. Uh, am I the chump? Yes. Uh, hooray. It's a callback to, um, um, um. Splat the rat? Nope. Yeah. Where did you find, what? Splat the rat. It's from the movie Hot Fuzz. Um, it's a callback to Car Talk, which if you've never watched that, you need, or listen to that. It was a, it was a radio show back in the day. And, uh, anyway. So in this segment, I'm going to ask Matthew a trivia question. Okay. About Adventure Time and see if he gets the answer. Ooh. He will get 10 seconds to to respond. All right, 10 seconds to Google something. I mean, what? <laughs> no Googling allowed that I can hear. Okay. Or see. It's have to do with my brain. Okay, I'll give you an easy one. Okay. Okay, so your goal is to, like, answer as many as you can. Oh, uh, okay, let's do it. And once you get one wrong, then we're done. I'm feeling confident, 100%. Okay. How did Jake obtain his powers? I feel like it's a spoiler for future episodes. It is not. Oh, uh, a puddle. Would you like to elaborate on that? Uh, there was a puddle. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in the Witch's Garden episode. It is. Yeah. Did you? Are you? Did you Google that? No, I, I just remember that being explained in the Witch's Garden episode. But all I remember is that there's a puddle. Okay, so in the witch's garden, Jake loses his powers due to the witch's curse. Jake tries to remember when he got his stretchy powers. He grasps onto a faint memory of him as a puppy rolling around in mud. They only search a few puddles near the river of junk before Finn is captured by the mermaid queen. Yeah, it was in a puddle. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Mud puddle. Ding. You need to make a ding thing. I guess that's a ding. Okay. What was Finn's original name? Pen. Why? Because the creator's name is Pendleton Ward. Actually, supposedly he was named Penn for his love of pens. Ugh. But also he was probably named Penn after the creator of Adventure Time. So we'll take, well, oh. I'll give you that. Don't oh, worry about I it. I, like that, I was a, that was a follow-up, but it really wasn't an actual question. Okay. But you're right. You got I feel it. like I didn't earn that that one. No, no, you're good. You're good. Oh, that's the, 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 that's the ring for getting another right one. Oh, yeah. I don't know why my ring sounds like a sad pigeon. <laughs> it does. Okay. What's Finn's purpose in life? Fighting baddies. Uh, oh, I don't know. Ten, nine, purpose in life. eight, seven. Feeding hobos. Six. Sugar. Five. <laughs> four. Three. Two. I don't know. One and a half? Nope. I don't know it. <laughs> one. Zero. It's to help anyone in need of help. Oh, come on. <laughs> What? Okay. Well, just that's just a description of his character. What? That could be a purpose. All right. Well, I didn't get that one. Mm. All right. Stump the chomp. I've been stumped. So you got two questions right? Two out of three. Two out of three. That's All little, right. Okay. So next time we do this segment, your goal will be oh. to get more than two. Well, that's it. I've lost my credibility as an Adventure Time fan. Somebody's got to replace me. Uh, no, thanks. Guess what, Matt? My new prison is shame. <laughs> we have some. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. We have a new five-star review. We do. From Jay Sherby. Woo! Titled Jay Sherbs. Jay Sherbs. Titled, You Guys Don't Miss. You Guys Don't Miss. <laughs> I had to say it twice because I feel like I slurred it the first time. And they say, love everything you guys are doing. Phenomenal podcast. You guys never stop making me laugh. Can't wait for you guys to get to the heavy episodes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, you so did much. Today. Yeah. We always appreciate a nice review. Yeah. Thanks, Jay Sherbs. We appreciate it. That made our day. Totes. Well, you have spent your time listening to another fine podcast of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. You can email us at ohmyglobpodcast oh at gmail.com. Uh, Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like p- 
pause, expecting you to like pop something in, or like wait till you start talking again. <laughs> uh, catch us on the social medias on Twitter and Facebook at Oh My Glob Podcast. We're yeah, are you ra- scared of it. Oh my god! <laughs> you can finish. No, but I. It's you. I'll do the phone number part. Or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Yeah, man. You can do that up. Yeah. You can uh, leave us a voicemail. You can also... Oh, 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 sorry, Matt. (laughs) Hey, you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You can leave us a voicemail. Why are you talking like that? Oh, that's my closing uh, credits voice. It is not. You can leave us a voicemail. I've never heard this voice before. 216-260. Please don't do that. Okay. (laughs) 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. Leave us a voicemail. Do it. Come on. Yeah, we'll play it on the air. Yeah, do it. And with that, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Then.